The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Littleton M. Boilers was born in the colony of British Guiana and grew up in poverty and political hardship. He was the sixth of nine children in a mixed-race family and he attended Trinity and Agricola Methodist schools at different periods in his young life and later followed his father and two brothers into construction. And he's on the line with us here just now to talk about his book, The Slippery Road. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. So... What is the book, The Slippery Road, all about? Well, The Slippery Road tells of the first 20 years of my life growing up in a, in a colonial country because um, Guyana was um, under British rule at that time. And it tells of um, the struggles of growing up. Um, it talks about um, the racial divide between um, the two main races, which were Black and East Indians, and um, the political struggles we have here. And the general poverty, uh, just the, the struggle to survive and um, the trials I face and um, overcoming hardships, especially with the help of my mum. How did growing up in British Guiana affect your life and I guess how you see the world? At that time, it was it was rough. But generally speaking, I will say that um, it's made me a stronger person. It showed me that um, I can overcome any obstacle as long as I put my mind to it. And the book, the book tells of um, all the obstacles I had to get over to be where I am today. So, what was it that prompted you to write a book about your experiences? As a young man, I always wanted to um, to write something about my mom. Um, I used to get um, like secondhand copies of the Reader's Digest, and there was an article in there about um, your um, your most unforgettable character. And I always thought I'd write something about my mom, but I kept putting it off. And then um, four years ago, after I uh, retired and I had the time on hand, I decided I'm going to write. But then I decided to write about myself. And um, well, the book is based mostly on me. But, uh, but it tells of the, um, the encouragements because um, without my mom, I could have, um, I know for sure I would have gotten into trouble with the law and all that because of poverty. Because, you know, temptation was there. And when you don't have a job or you, you can't find steady work and things are rough in the home. And then my dad died when I was 12 years old. So um, 
And um, my older brothers, my two older brothers, they had moved moved on with their lives. They had fam- families of their own. So it was up to me. I was the oldest man in the house. And lots of times I was struck. I, I was tempted to, you know, go down the wrong path. But because of um, my mom, her encouragement, her belief in God and her, you know, encouraging me to take care, encouraging me to better times will come just to, to keep on trying. It kind of motivated me and thank God for her. And how did you find writing the book? Was it difficult to go back to those very early days or did you find it quite cathartic? It wasn't difficult at all because um, certain things um, you don't ever forget, especially um, struggles in life, you know, it tend to always be there at the back of your mind. So it wasn't very hard. And when I started thinking of, I started thinking of one thing, and everything else started to fall and fall into place. It took a while. I've been writing the book for um, almost two two years. It took a while. I mean, be- between the, the writing, the editing and publishing, it took about two years. But finally, I got it done. So why did it take so long? Well, the first thing is that um, I, I never wrote anything before. And um, I didn't know what it was to write a book. I just decided to, uh, to go to YouTube and, you know, watch a couple of videos, how to write the book. And, and I, I started from there. <laughs> And how helpful were those videos? It gave me the basic outline on, about how to do things. And then I ordered a word. Somebody in, in one of the videos, someone said, um, it is best to write in word. And I decided to purchase word. And um, I started from there. I didn't know much about typing. I just used two fingers. And um, and the other reason it took that long is because um, when I Googled um, how, how many words uh, the um, biography should be, this one guy, he said, um, just writes don't think about the words you just write and when you finish writing then you edit three times so by the time i was finished writing i had like 200 words more than like i had about um almost 200 pages more than i needed so i had to go back and start up you know take out parts here and there and to get it down to finally i got it down to um i think eight, eighteen thousand words you migrated to the united states so what were some of the challenges you faced during that transition? First of all, coming to the United States was a blessing. Um, I was the last in my family to come to the States because um, I didn't want to leave my country. But after things were getting from bad to worse and and on, my mom came over here, my mom, my sisters, and, and they all, you know, they encouraged me and I decided to come. And it was really a blessing when I came, you know, life over here was much better. Um, at first, I started to work in construction because that was what I did back home. But then it was during the, the cold period and I wasn't accustomed to the cold. So the first three months, it was really rough. Yeah. But then um, I heard about a job at a, at a Grand Hyatt Hotel in New York and I applied and I got the job. And I stayed there for 36 years. Yeah. So what have been some of the most significant changes that you've observed in the United States since you arrived? Life in general was much better um, than back home. I mean... Back in Guyana, there were times when I was growing up, but, uh, some days there weren't enough food and all that, you know, and uh, it was really a struggle. Like I said before, um, jobs were hard to find. And sometimes when I got a job, I'll work for short periods. I'll work for a few weeks, then I'll be laid off or the job will be finished, especially in construction. Then I'll have to wait around for another job, you know, and I ended up um, going into the jungles in that country. 
when I was uh, 16 years old, I went into the jungles to work and I worked there for um, about six months. I, I did like two, three months stints in the jungle, you know, so it, it was pretty rough. So coming over here, the only problem I had with the, when I first came to America was the cold. But after I, 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 I you know, became adjusted to, to that, it was okay. And like I said, I spent 36 years at a higher depth. And that alone will tell you it was, uh, you know, I love what I did. Yeah. You know, it was a pretty good job. And I have no regrets whatsoever in coming to America. It was a blessing. Yeah. Despite being in America for so long now, do you still maintain a sense of connection to where you came from and your heritage and your background and oh, does yes, it play do. a role in your life today? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I still have a few relatives back home and then I visit once in a while, you know, and um, things have changed a, a bit, but not too much. You know, um, the economy, well, now they, um, they have discovered oil. They've recently started um, pumping oil. So the last um, four years, five years. So, um, but still things are kind of rough for most of the people. You've got another book coming up very soon called The Boxer, Fear No Evil. Is that a sequel or is that completely different? It's not um, part of my life. That's a novel, but yeah. it would be a tr- it's, it, it would be a sequel. It would be a, a three part um, series, three nice. books. Um, the first book, Fear No Evil, um, that was out on Amazon uh, a couple of days ago, um, the twentieth, and I'm working on the the second book, which will be um, Do No Evil, the boxer Do No Evil, and then there'll be one more, at least one more after that. Sounds exciting. Yeah. And in the meantime, it this is. book is. Of course, called the Slippery Road. Where are we able to find that? It's on Amazon. It's in uh, Barnes and Noble and a few um, smaller, um, a few smaller bookstores. But it's it's out there. It's on Amazon. You can get it there anytime. And, well, many yeah. thanks for talking to us today. It's been great to have you here on the show. It's been nice talking to you too, sir. And I do appreciate it. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribbon Show